what I realized very quickly was two things. One was it's not about having the time. It's about making the time. And it sounds so cliche, but I realized that I will never, I will never have the time to take care of myself. There's always going to be some kind of demand. There's always going to be a kid asking me for this. There's always going to be, you know, dust bunnies in the corner of my kitchen floor. There's always going to be something that my husband needs or a phone call I need to make or, you know, a friend needs help or a coaching client needs help or there's always going to be that something that pulls me away. And I realized I was just getting dragged and I was tired of getting dragged. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Woman Podcast and the series, Trouble to Triumph. Today I have my good friend Jody Agard on the show. And I met Jody personally in person in November in Orlando. Jody picked me up from the Orlando airport and we became soul sisters immediately. She picked me up and by the time she picked me up from the airport and we went to lunch and we were attending the Biz Woman Rock retreat, I felt like I knew her my whole life. Jody opened up about her life, I opened up about mine, and we got pretty vulnerable together. Now, Jody is an author, she's a self-care coach, and she supports women in her Mommy Reboot group. The Mommy Reboot group is such an amazing group on Facebook. She supports other women, and I have to tell you, she's absolutely down-to-earth real. Sometimes Jody is in the dark, in the kitchen, with her hair up in a ponytail, and I just have to laugh along with her. She makes our mommy life seem normal, and us being normal as mommies. She talks about her trouble to triumph and how she found one day that it just wasn't working for her and she needed to turn things around. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Jody, welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so excited. I'm so excited to have you on. Me too. I'm happy to be here. I love our energy together. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so glad I got to finally meet you back in November. And it really hasn't left my thoughts of how we first met. So you came to my mind when I was putting together the series of Trouble to Triumph. And it just brought me back to when we met and when you picked me up at the Orlando airport and the conversation that just led. And I felt like we were just soul sisters from the beginning. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Seriously, we, we were like, we, I think pretty much within like the first two minutes, we were like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think we kind of just allowed ourselves to let it all loose. I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think by the time we had lunch, we were like, oh, we just like spilt our darkest secrets. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much knew everything, most things. And I pretty much knew most things about you. I know I love it. <laughs> so... Thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing your story as well as being vulnerable with the listeners in the community. And and then I want to always refer them back to you and give all the information in the show notes because you're doing such amazing things. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so 
Take us back to that time when, you know, as we're calling it, the trouble to the triumph. So take us back to that time where was really difficulty and challenge in your life and how it's brought you where you are today. So it really started, well, it started way back, but we won't, we won't go there yet. So in 2010, at the time I was a single mom with two boys and my youngest was five and my oldest was 12. And I had a boyfriend who's actually now my husband, but he, he wasn't living with me. So I was still the default parent and I was working full time in corporate and I was just very much in the throes of parenting. I was waking up super early in the morning, getting ready, rushing the kids to school and daycare, and then going to work all day, pretty much not eating lunch. Like if I did, it would be at my desk. I was just constantly busy. And then by the time I got off of work, I'd have to race off to go get the kids from school and daycare and stuff. And then I'd be home and we'd jump into dinner and we'd jump into showers and we'd jump into baths and cleaning up. And it was, I was literally in my heels still by like nine o'clock at night. And I remember this one particular night after dinner, I was doing the dishes and I just really heard myself. Like, you know how when you really, like when you hear yourself like nagging at the kids and you're redirecting and you're doing this and that, this time was different. Like I just really heard my tone and my aggravation and I kind of like stepped back for a second and I realized I really asked myself, I said, how long have I been like this? Like I'm, I was cranky. And then I started to even take it back further and say, you know what? It wasn't even just about the kids. It was, it was, I noticed that I was getting annoyed with the drivers in front of me and strangers in the grocery store. And, and I, had always been, you know, I'd like to think my, I was a positive person. I, on the outside, I was very strong and I was always the one to be like, oh, it's okay. You know, look at the bright side, that kind of person in most people's life. But I, re- I saw myself becoming this person that I was not. And so while I was washing the dishes, I was, I just had this aha moment of, oh my gosh, who am I becoming? And how long have I been like this? And so that triggered soul searching because at the time too, I, on the outside, I looked like I had everything going on. I had a beautiful four bedroom pool home house. I had two healthy kids. I had a great boyfriend. I had a good support system around me. I was working my way up the corporate ladder and I was actually given the opportunity that I had been working towards the whole time and I didn't want it. It was eye-opening and I felt bad because in the midst of all this, I wanted more. Like I just when I was in this soul searching and and kind of reconnecting the dots of like, where's this coming from? I just felt a void and I just felt so unfulfilled and I adored my kids. And, but at the same time I wanted more and I felt so guilty for wanting more because I'm like, here I am just being a brat. I have two healthy kids and I shouldn't be asking for more things. Sure. Sure. And just, just in that. So I just kind of started, it basically all led me back to, I realized that I had not been loving myself. And even connecting back further though, I realized that it really started when I was 15, my dad had committed suicide. And from that, I had taken so much stuff of the past, you know, the guilt, the resentment. And I really started to rewind my life. And I just one by one, I started to go through my forgiveness. I started to go through not just with my dad, but my ex-husband and, and myself and just kind of just really picking away 
at my past and just really letting it go one by one by one. And it was definitely a process and it was quite the journey. But where I stand today, it, it's mostly, and I and what I say now is self-care is the bridge to self-love. And what I was doing, even though I, I it did lead to self-love, what I was doing was I was just starting to take care of myself. I was really starting to love and nurture and care for myself like I so easily did to everybody around me, but I just got to the point where I was just so burned out. And I started just making little tweaks in my life. I just started the very first week, actually, it was, it was funny because I, I know, I knew myself and I knew enough to where if I made it into this big like production, like, okay, Jody, you got to go sit on a mountaintop and meditate for 45 minutes. Like I just was going to fall off the wagon very, very quickly. So I just started to come up with like these little tiny, just little pivots that I could do. And one of the very first things that I did was after I'd get the kids home from school, I would just say, you know, sit here, do your homework. If they didn't have homework, then I'd just let them watch TV. And I would just go in my bedroom and I would just sit on my bed for two minutes sometimes, sometimes five, sometimes 10. And I would just take a few deep breaths because I needed that separation for me to say like, okay, the work day is done. Now it's time for family time and the kids, it was just, I feel like moms just, we put on so many different hats and I was just going from one hat to the next with absolutely no self-awareness. I was just kind of charging through all of them at once. And this one little thing, just, it moved mountains for me. And it it was funny because, and sometimes I would take longer, you know, sometimes I just jump in the shower and take a 10, 15 minute shower. But one of the first it was within like, I would say the first three to five days, I picked up my son from kindergarten and I had asked him, I said, you know, how was your day, buddy? And he said, it was okay, but I think I just need a little bit of quiet time to myself. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, that's it. Like I, I felt like in that moment he gave me permission because I realized it wasn't about me anymore. It was about how I was showing up as a mom and he I was being that model and he recognized that model, even if he couldn't verbally completely put it into words, he knew, he saw the mom who went into her bedroom, who was like probably frantic, frantic and a little bit like, you know, just, I'm, I call myself a recovering type A. So I'm very like, not so much anymore, but, but back then I was, you know, not so much as a drill sergeant versus the mom who would come out, who was calm, cool, collected. And I still had all of the same tasks but the way that I showed up and the way that I handled and all of that, I was so much less reactive and I was so much more present and patient and loving and kinder, not only to myself, but just the boys too. And I felt a huge shift inside and out. And it was just in pretty much ever since then, I've just been digging my heels a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And now I have in the mornings, I have like an hour and a half to two hour self-care practice that I've implemented and it has absolutely changed my life. Um, so let me go back to, cause yeah. I know there's a lot of listeners right now. There's a lot of women listening. There's a lot of mommies listening and they can see themselves at that sink. They can see themselves doing the dishes. They can see themselves coming home. They're listening to this and they're saying, that's my life. I mean, that's my life. I come home and I go 110%. I give to everybody else and I'm the woman at the sink washing the dishes. And I'm sure a lot of them are saying, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to 
take the time to take care of myself. They conceptualize it because this is such a dilemma that is happening to so many women and so many moms because it's this time thing. So what do you think it was, like if you can go back to that moment and you heard yourself almost outside of yourself as you're saying that, you know, how long have I been like this or how long have I been directing and yelling or whatever it was, what do you think it was beyond that that actually made the shift. You know what I mean? Because I think I think there's so many women out there that ha- that have that, they hear that, but then they don't do anything about it. Right, right. No, t- absolutely. I think for me, the pain was so great. And like I said, I had been this, for the most part, I was a very positive person, but I recognized that I was becoming someone else. Like I was becoming that cranky old mom. And okay. when I was rewinding, it was, it, I, it had been like a few weeks and I just didn't want to put, I think as moms, we're always thinking about our kids. So if for me, it was like, I don't want to be that mom for my boys. Like I'll just figure my own stuff out. But primarily I was really worried about just instilling things that I did not want to instill in my boys. And there was another thing too. You touched a really good point in a hot, hot, hot topic about just not having time. And I fell into that trap for years, the same thing. And even while I was going through this soul searching of like, okay, now what? Like, (laughs) where do I start? Like, this sounds great. I know I need to care for myself, but what does that mean? And there was, there were no real books out there that I could kind of just figure it out and gave me like a roadmap. So I was just really trying new things. And what I realized very quickly was two things. One was, it's not about having the time. It's about making the time. Mm. And it sounds so cliche, but I realized that I will never, I will never have the time to take care of myself. There's always going to be some kind of demand. There's always going to be a kid asking me for this. There's always going to be dust bunnies in the corner of my kitchen floor. There's always going to be something that my husband needs or a phone call I need to make or a friend needs help or a coaching client needs help. Or there's always going to be that something that pulls me away. And I realized I was just getting dragged and I was tired of getting dragged. And I realized that, okay, life is life. Like it's not going to put itself in my calendar. I have to be the one who does it. And I have to figure out ways to carve out time for myself because it's not about just, you know, the universe is, everyone has all the same amount of time during the day. And I knew that too, that there was other moms out there. One of my really big excuses was, well, I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. Most people, most people have husbands that can help them. And I love that excuse. And it worked for me for a while until I realized, you know what though, there's plenty of other single moms who have three and four and five kids with no family support. At least I had my mom right down the road. There's other women who have absolutely zero support and are doing it themselves. And they're still going to their, you know, meet their girlfriends for lunches or taking that time for kickboxing class or, or whatever. So I just realized for me, I got out of my own way and just realized that I had to make the time for myself. The second part that I've really realized and more so I'd I'd say in like the last three, three to four years is that I used to have this belief that it came down to, I either take care of them or I take care of me. Right. Like one or the other, like couldn't have both. No, no, absolutely not. But recently, and you know, I've realized more that it's not a matter of I either take care of you or I take care of me. It's more along the lines of 
I either take care of me or I have nothing to take care of you with. And there's huge value in taking care of yourself because like I said, you know, one of the very first things that I realized was the way that I was showing up to all the same tasks that I had, all the same mom duties, all the same stuff of the house and all of that, that was still on my to-do list, but I was so much less reactive and I was so much more present and I can see clearly how that actually has become, it's allowed me to be even more effective in my life. So for me, it's, the results. I see the results and, and it's the feeling that I get after I do carve out that time for myself. And I do take, even if it's just a few minutes, um, it's just huge. So I always have to remember that feeling that I get, you know, it's like working out. It's like you drag your feet and then you finally get to work out. And then it's that feeling afterwards, like, Oh my gosh, that feels so good. And that's what I remind myself daily, especially when I am, you know, kind of dragging my feet or I feel like I have too long of a to-do list in the morning to you know, do what I need to do. So if you had, if there was someone out there that wanted some tools or wanted some steps and you, you have a daily practice now. Yep. Yep. So what would be, or how would you, could you give maybe a step or two of something that you do that maybe you can share with the listeners that they can just start? That's something simple. Yes. Okay. So I have a few. So one is start where you are. Don't wait for the right circumstances. Those circumstances never might show up. You know, a lot of times I hear, yeah, but I want to wait till my kids get a little bit older or once we move or once this happens or that. Don't wait. Just start right where you are. And then the other thing is, is don't complicate it. Sometimes I feel like self, especially when we're talking about self-care for moms, it's this thing around, yeah, but that's just another to-do list item I have to do. And it really doesn't have to be complicated. Some mornings, you know, I say I have a two-hour self-care practice. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes, like, I'm still doing all of the same things, but sometimes I just shorten them. So, for instance, meditation for me is a really big one. And there's mornings where I'll do a half-hour, 45-minute meditation if I've got the time. But there's also those mornings where I am literally just sitting on my bed for five minutes with a really quick meditation because that's all I have because I might have a meeting or I might have this or an appointment to take the kids to or, or whatever. Meditation for me has been, it's been a game changer. And, and even that in the beginning, you know, I was so intimidated by, by meditation. I'm sure you hear this a lot too, Tina, Right. Um, just that, you know, I don't know how, and all of these different things, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. So it doesn't have to be a guided meditation. It doesn't have to mean that you're listening to music. It could mean that you're sitting on your back patio for five minutes listening to the birds tweet, or it could mean that <laughs> you're list- you are listening to music, soft music with your eyes open on your bed if you want to. Just anything that you can do to quiet the mind because <laughs> moms just have that constant, like we have that zipping mind that is always 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And, and so I, we're always, I, yeah, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no. I love the fact that you said that because I try to explain to meditation that it is simple and five minutes a day and whatever exactly what you said, it could be eyes open, looking at a candle. It yes. could be listening to a guided meditation. It could be counting your breath, but it's just taking that time, taking that quiet time. 
Yes, yes, yes. So meditation is a big one. Another little self-care practice I do is I always try to read something inspirational. And again, I don't sit and read chapters because I'm a busy mom. So I've got tons of other things I need to be doing, especially in the mornings. Like I tend to read a lot longer in, in the evening. But in the morning, I just read that something, whatever that book is that I need. I, and I usually have like four or five going, to be honest with you, depending <laughs> on it's one's like spiritual, one's business. Yeah. And so whatever I feel like I need, you know, one's a memoir, but whatever I can fit in, if it's just a page, then I just sit and read a page and it allows me to get out of that you know, you wake up in the morning, you take a shower. By the time you're in the shower, your mind is already zipping and it's already going and it's already thinking about all the things that you have to do. And then, you know, you go and get dressed and you put your makeup on and you do all these, all these things. And by the time you're actually ready to walk out the door or whatever, your mind is just, you know, zip, zip, zip. So usually what I do is after I do my meditation and after I shower and stuff, that's usually after I get ready is usually when I notice my mind starts to really pick up again. And I force myself to just sit down and read just one page because then it brings it back and it just slows it down a little bit more. And I feel calmer. I feel more centered. I feel more present. And then I move on to the next thing. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, because the mind is just, you know, it's just constant. It's just ongoing. And I have this little, <laughs> I started last year. It was around my to-do list, and I noticed that every time my to-do list got a little bit long, what do you think is the first thing that started to go out the window? All the self-care stuff. And I started telling myself, all right, Jody, the, the busier I am, the more I up the antics. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. And that has done wonders. Like it's been challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's been because your, your brain just wants to tell you, Oh my God, are you kidding? Like you have a mile long to-do list. How could you even think about doing these three things or whatever? And I do, I up the antics. So sometimes I'll meditate in the middle of the day, even if it's just for two minutes. When I was at corporate, when I was doing this too, by the way, because what some of your listeners might be also thinking is, yeah, well, that's great, but Jody works from home and she's an author and, you know, all these things. When I was in corporate and when I was first starting to practice this, I would go into the bathroom and I would just lock the door and I didn't care what they thought that I was doing and what was taking so long. <laughs> but I would, I would just set my little timer and I would just sit there and take a few deep breaths by myself because again, same thing by the morning time. And, you know, you've got all these activities going and I felt like by the three o'clock, that three o'clock slump, I wanted to counteract that. So I figured, all right, I'm going to eat lunch and then go into the bathroom and take a few deep breaths. I felt so recharged and I didn't, I started to not get that three o'clock slump anymore because I had the stamina to kind of carry me through my day instead of just, again, just kind of charging through my day. And that's another little piece of self-care that I do too, really quick is we have so many different hats. Like I was saying that we wear, you know, we have our mom hat in the morning and then when we drop the kids off, wherever they need to go, we put on our business hat. And then in the middle of the day, we have our, you know, meeting or whatever. And then we put on another hat and then we maybe 
go meet our husband for lunch and then we have a different hat. And then when we come home, we put our kid hat back on and then maybe an evening call with a friend or whatever. We have all these different hats and, and to the mind that is really, really draining, especially if we're not self-aware and we're not present for each one and we're just kind of charging through. And what I've realized is after each, what I call events in the day. So in the morning, getting my kid to school, that's my event. Like that's one event. When I get home from dropping him off from school, I'll come back and I'll do something that triggers my mind that says, okay, now it's time for the business hat. And it might just be, you know, I kick off my shoes and I put on a different shirt or I move my laptop over to this one particular area that in my mind says, okay, now is time to get to work. You know, I love this idea of the hats or the like, when you keep saying the hats, because when I was learning psychic development, we would talk about that when you're reading somebody, because people tell me this all the time, like, can you, can you just read me, you know? And I go, no, I don't have my reading hat on. And I used to literally would imagine putting my hat on to actually do a reading and connect to spirit that way. It was like, I'm like the reader, like it's like the reader is in. And then my hat would be off because I'm Tina and I'm mom and I'm yoga teacher. And so it's, it's so interesting because as you're saying that, that's how I relate to it in that particular way. And I love the fact that you see them as events and you see them as different hats and just shift your energy from one to the other. I love that. That's a really cool. Because then it helps too in the middle of the day, like when, and I was doing this back in corporate and in the middle of the day, if I had, you know, a client come in to sign some papers and it didn't go really good, that allowed me to say, okay, that client is gone. That event is over. Now this next event is going to be, you know, me sitting at my desk and preparing this document for the next client or whatever. And for me, it was, it worked both ways. It was, you know, the good and the bad. It was all right. That's that event sucked. <laughs> like, but it's over. And now I'm going to move on to this next, then you're not carrying that negative energy from one event to the next. And, you know, if you waited too long at the doctor's office and the doctor was late or, you know, whatever, and, and then you get home, that event is done. And now it just really, for me, it's a good um, mental picture to like the door shut. It's it's done. It's a little, right. it's a little baby day and <laughs> has a beginning, middle, and an end, and it's over. Same thing with that nighttime. You know, when I'm when my son comes home from school, I still kind of have that business hat on, and I found that I would feel very torn of just like oh, you know, this pull of like still wanting to work on my business because I love it, but also I got to put my mom hat on. So again, I would just do the same thing. I would just change my shirt or I would sometimes just take off my bra or just take off my shoes or put on a pair of slippers, something that told my mind like, okay, you can relax now. Now is time to be present with your son. Very cool. Um, I love that. That is a really good strategy. That is a really good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just little things like that and self-care. That's what self-care is. I just... My husband and I were sitting at a bar one time having happy hour and I was talking to this older lady and she was asking me what I did and I was telling her, you know, I'm a self-care coach for busy moms and an author and one of the first things she said to me was, oh, I totally get self-care. Every morning I take a shower and I put my makeup on and I put my hair in rollers and my mind wanted to say, no, that's not really self-care. Like it goes so much deeper than that. Like it goes so much deeper than that. But I also recognize too, that everybody, like if that is what works for her, if that is what puts her in that calm state and makes her feel good, 
then that is her self-care practice. And so it's not like a done for you. Like every, my self-care practice is not going to work for everybody. It's not. And so I would say to your listeners that be willing just to make your own rules and figure out what works and what doesn't work for you. And be willing just to try new things and, you know, say, all right, that meditation didn't work. Let me try this or because it really has been these last eight years has been an ongoing like tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And now I've gotten to the point where, you know, before it used to be I sprinkled self-care into my year whenever I could fit it in. And now it's I I treat it as just no different than brushing my teeth. And you know how when you don't, you forget to brush your teeth for some reason and you feel weird. Like I feel weird when I don't self-care. Right. Right. How big or small or whatever it looks like, you know, that it's, and so, and it's been powerful. It's been, it's been life changing for me, for the clients that I've coached, even for my kids, they pick up on little things. And, and I think for me and, and I know all the other moms listening, realize that by you self-caring, you give your chance an even better opportunity to be an even better mom. We have this idea that it takes away from our kids. You know, self-caring could take a, a yoga class, a meditation, a lunch with a girlfriend, kickboxing class. Those all, quote unquote, take away from the family when it really doesn't. It adds value and those things are an investment of time. And it took a while for me to get that. And it just takes a little bit of practicing and figuring out and realizing that when you come back from those things, you'll see that there's value in them. You'll see why it's an investment if you just allow yourself to really invest in yourself and give that gift not only to yourself, but you're also giving it to your family and and your kids and your family around you. Well, I love the quote that uh, always says, you can't drink from an empty cup. I'm sure you've heard that. And it's so true because you need to fill yourself up and take care of yourself so you can really be there for them. And I think more and more people are listening to that. I just think that there's still not enough of us. Mm-hmm. And I want to share with the listeners how you have had this beacon of light and you bring women together. So, and we'll talk a little bit about your books and I'll put all the information in the show notes, but you have a thriving Facebook group and your coaching business and Talk a little bit about that, how you support other mommies. So what I do is I have a Mommy Reboot Facebook group. It's actually facebook.com and then forward slash group slash Mommy Reboot. And it's basically just a private group of busy moms, just like myself and you, Tina, just really in the throes of motherhood. I have moms in there with, you know, little tiny babies. And I also have moms in there who are empty nesters who their kids have gone to college and they're just kind of like, Hmm, what now? Who am I? All I've been doing is taking care of everybody else. And I don't really know who I am. So I do a lot of live videos. I obviously do have coaching, private coaching clients that I have. I answer any questions. I allow any of my members to shoot me messages if they don't feel comfortable with posting it on the group for everybody to see. I really just try to support them however I can and listen to really the pain points. And then I'll usually just do a video or I'm actually in the middle of revamping my my website. So the website that I had was jodiagard.com. And, and recently, I didn't really connect this whole self-care until 
it was only, it was like last, last about a year. And my husband and I were actually going for a walk and he said, you know what you, you don't really teach self-love. You really teach self-care. And Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And that's when (laughs) I realized like, oh my gosh, but self-care is the bridge to self-love. And that is something that everybody understands. Like I felt like self-love was kind of this weird, like, "Mm, yeah, I kind of get it. This just abstract kind of thing. So I started to pivot my business a little bit towards self-care. And so I'm, I'm actually in the middle of starting a mommy reboot website page. So that is not up yet. But for now, I use Facebook just to really grow my community and teach on how to be a better mom by giving back to ourselves and carving out time and however I can support them. I also do Instagram a lot. That's one of my other favorites. Also, Mommy Reboot, it's called. But yeah, I do stories and live videos and all kinds of cool stuff. And I I love it because you're just so... I know you're just so you, you know, like you're just able to, sometimes I'm like, where is she in the dark? Wait, what is she doing? And I I always just laugh because you're just, you're, you know, just being you, you're being vulnerable, you're being who you are, you know, and I I just love catching those whenever I can catch the Facebook lives and it's just real. It's like real stuff, you know, it's like the everyday, but real stuff that, Sometimes we just, you know, we want to pretend it's all, like you said, like beautiful on the outside, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the real stuff. So yeah, it's great. The other day I actually just did a video and, and it was definitely one of those vulnerable moments. And, but I felt very <laughs> guided to record it because it was real. Like I, I was going through it. So I was in the kitchen and it was early in the morning and nobody was really up yet. And I had, of course, a list of things to do, but I came out to the kitchen and my dishwasher was still full and there was still a chicken pan that was soaking that my son had, you know, said it needed to soak overnight before he could wash it. And it was still sitting on the counter. And instantly <laughs> I wanted to skip my meditation and I was going to head out to my lanai because I feel very blessed to live in Florida. So it's beautiful out right now. And so I wanted to sit out in the lanai and do a little bit of journaling, but the kitchen was like calling my name. And so I just jumped on really quick to do a live video and said, you know what? This is the reality of self-care for busy moms. Like this is my dirty kitchen right now. I've got a dishwasher full of clean dishes that needs to be done. I've got a sink full of dirty dishes that need to go into the dishwasher once that's emptied. But this is what I'm doing. And I, you know, took the video out into the lanai and and I plopped my butt right in my little chair and I, and I, cause that's what happens. Like it yeah, is, it's yeah. the reality of just being pulled in 15,000 different directions. But like I said, in the beginning, we're never going to have time. We, we just have to find little ways to carve it out. Otherwise we'll never get to take care of ourselves. It'll just be pushed off to the side. Well, it's so well, important it's so- what you, how you support other women and how, you know, your story is because- a lot of people can see themselves in it. And it, and it's like you said, we're not going to, we have to choose to make the time. We all have the same 24 hours mm-hmm. and we have, the more that we can create that self-care, our life is just, it's so much better for everybody and everyone else is going to, you're going to benefit, they're going to benefit and life is going to be just a happier, more positive place. I mean, yes. at the end of the day, when everyone, you know, puts their head on the pillow, we, we're all the same people. We all want the same thing. We want peace. We want happiness. We want love. We want family. And if we don't have that self-care, it's like you said, it's that, it's that image of doing the dishes and not being fulfilled and wanting more and not taking care and 
not, you, you know, if that hadn't changed, I'm sure your family would be very, very different. And I'm sure oh the way gosh. you reacted to them, they would not be who they are today. And so that's what we have to keep reminding ourselves that we are so important. You know, another one of my favorite phrases is self-care is not selfish. Yes. And I say this all the time. I took, I take women on retreat and they come on retreat. We go away for three days and, you know, my retreats will be coming up shortly. And I collect all their telephones and they kind of get a little freaked out by that. <laughs> and I collect all their telephones in a basket and I kind of put them and I said, you are here, the whole take care of yourself. And yes. it's less than, it's probably 48 hours. We arrive on a Friday night, we leave on a Sunday, but to step away from your life and take care of yourself. Now you can't always do a retreat, but you do have, I do believe just like you, and I have a daily routine as well, whatever that is for you. And maybe it is like that woman at the restaurant with her hair and the shower and the makeup, yeah. but it has to happen. So uh, really you're, you're just, it's such an inspiration at all the support that you give and allowing other women to also be kind of who they are. I think that's really nice too. It's not like you're, you're like, I have it all together. I'm, you know, look at me, you know, cause we can get right. caught up in that too in social media. So it's really nice yeah. to see that you had the chicken pan sitting on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Yep, exactly. It yeah. is. It's just, it's, that's the reality of it. Like, social media definitely kind of paints that. And I'm so like anti that of, I, someone called it fake book one time and you know, it's like we have, and then we start judging and comparing ourselves like, Oh yeah, but you know, I, I don't have this and I don't want that. And yeah, if I could scream at the top of the mountain, I am not perfect (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. And it's just a constant pulling myself back and pulling myself back and always remembering that, what I'm doing when I do self-care, it's not selfish. It, it, it adds value to not just myself, but everybody around me. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, well I can well, have this I, conversation forever. Cause I just I love chatting with you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to direct everybody to your information in the show notes. And it's just, it's just a pleasure. You're, you're just a bright beacon of light and thank you for all that you do. Oh, right back at you. Thank you so much for listening today and listening to Jody's story. Now, just remember, you can't drink from an empty cup. We need to put ourselves first. To connect more with Jody, go to her Facebook group. It's a fantastic group, Mommy Reboot. And if you're looking for another group, join me in my spiritual group, the Intuitive Woman Facebook group. I will gladly invite you in. Okay, mommies, take care of yourself and happy Mother's Day.